0: Rebellion and unity, noise and harmony. Celebrate the history of music with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2020 inductees. Depeche Mode, the Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, The Notorious B.I.G., and T-Rex. Streaming November 7 on HBO Max. Head to PantheonPodcast.com forward slash survey to be entered to win one of 30 of the limited edition HBO Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony posters, or one of 30 Doobie Brothers live from the Beacon Theater Blu-ray sets.
1: Welcome to Festival Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Here's your host, Marla Davies. Hello,
0: coming up today on Festival Nation... You'll hear from Joe Quazala, podcast host of Who Cares About the Rock Hall. Some of the nominees this year have raised some eyebrows, and you here hear the reason that Joe is embracing and even praising this year's choices. And we'll relive a few of the best of the best all-star jams over the last 34 years. And we'll touch base with three Bay Area rock DJs and hear their take on this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees and... This year's snubs. But first.
1: Time now for your Fest News Flash.
0: In August, German scientists hosted a 1,200 person indoor concert in Leipzig, Germany. They measure the effects of indoor events to judge the spread of COVID-19. And it costs a lot of money, over a million dollars. According to the study reported in the New York Times, the results are that the indoor concerts have a low, very low impact on infection rates, providing the venue is well ventilated and that people follow hygiene protocols and there is limited capacity attendees were tested before entering given temperature checks and each person were also given a hand disinfectant lotion in fluorescent dye and a digital location tracker there were three different social distancing scenarios that were simulated one was not social distanced at all the second was distance in a checkerboard fashion and the third were strictly distanced The study found that the highest potential exposure rates were while entering, everyone coming in together at the same time and leaving as well. There were those bathroom breaks too and when people stopped to get food. Researchers offered a handful of recommendations, including adding new ventilation systems to refresh the air. Also implementing seated food and drink breaks, meaning you have to drink and eat in your seats also mandatory masks, and having multitudes of entrances and exits, so there's not that mass of people coming into the event. Some in the live music industry have said that this German study is very optimistic.
1: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
0: Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2020 induction ceremony is this Saturday, November the 7th. And with everything in 2020, they are also adapting and reinventing during the pandemic. This year's event will be more of a documentary style minus the live music segments. Here today to talk about this year's nominees and the snubs are three Bay Area rock and roll DJs. Please welcome Dana Jang, radio programming consultant, Nikki Ross, a DJ at The Breeze in San Francisco, and Grateful Don Potter, host of the Sunday Night Dead show on KPig. There's been a debate about this year's class not being so rock and roll. Let's start with Dana Jang. How do you define rock and roll?
2: Well, it's a (laughs) lot of music that's really guitar based. It's, for the most part, it's pretty
0: upbeat. I would say I would absolutely agree on the guitar. Nikki, do you have anything to add to that?
3: I think that it has to emote a feeling, you know, in you. And and Don, what do you think?
4: Well, a lot of it is blues based and uh, it goes back to the roots, Uh, goes back to rhythm and blues and it's all kind of a big mixed bag of everything. And uh, here is rock and roll. So I think I know where you're headed with your question. It's like what, what determines the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Some people might disagree with some of the uh, entrants.
0: Well, let's start with it's a weird group this year, especially. Well, it's a weird year, right? Anyway, and they're not going to do what they normally <laughs> do, which I, the, my favorite part of the, I don't know if you guys are fans, uh, I am, but it's really fun to see all the performances. You know, I like when they do the performances and you get to see that live element because, you know, I, of course, this is Festival Nation and we love live music. And my favorite is the all-star jam at the end, right? Oh, yeah. That's the best. That's the best. And sometimes there's some really good jams. But this would be a weird... They're not going to do that, right? They can't. They're going to do it more of a documentary style. But what's weird is how on earth... Let's just talk about this mishmash of people. The Doobie Brothers performing with Depeche Mode and Nine Inch Nails. Wow. Wow. How wow. weird would that be to see I mean which song would they choose? I'd love to know <laughs> what they were they would have gone with this. But how how would that work? So let's the Personal just, Jesus is just all right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A how about uh long
4: train running without love? Where would we be now?
0: Yeah, we need a little love. I mean, I think they'd probably do a doobie song, but then I think it would be maybe Depeche would get in there and we get a little Trent Reznor. I don't know, it's not gonna happen. So we'll get back to jams, some of the best jams, the all-star jams at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But let's look at the inductees. Doobie Brothers, let's talk about that. Does that seem like a natural fit to you
3: guys? Oh, yes. Well, and, for San
2: Jose, and, they're definitely a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: And,
3: and it's Absolutely. been quite well over twenty years since they've been eligible. It's like, come on, yeah, right it's about they, time. It, yeah. Right, and here's how they become eligible: your yeah. first year
0: is when you had a record out twenty-five years ago. That's the only requirement. So Doobie Brothers, yeah, I mean, it's like, thank you. I'm so happy for them. We all love the Doobie Brothers, right? They are from San Jose, so how, yeah. and we are too. We all—that's how we met each other in San Jose. So, yes, on this that seems natural to us, right? Uh let's go into depeche mode. People are saying, well, of course they're popular. That's one of the reasons they're in, because there are still uh, but packing. I can't say they're
2: guitar-based.
0: They're not guitar-based. That's the they're synthesizers. Right? There's a lot of synth. So that's ah, opening a door. Right. That's opening a door for more synth rock. How do you guys feel about depeche mode in this in this lineup?
4: It makes no synth to me, really. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, when Sorry. you start getting into the 80s <laughs> and 90s, I, I think once you veer towards the punk era, it's it's going to be synth. There's going to be a lot of synth in
0: it. See, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of folks are upset, and this keeps coming up, Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk. How did they not get in? Because they were really the beginning of synth, and they're not in yet, and then Depeche sure. got in. So there's yeah. a little one of those, like, oh, how come Kraftwerk has been snubbed? Data, do you have any thoughts on craft and the synth rock and all that? Well, craft uh, work t-
2: to me would be um, sort of that progressive sound of, of rock and roll.
3: But remember, they didn't let progressive rock in for a long time because Jan Winter doesn't really like it. To yeah. drive for Yes to get in, Yella, or not Yella. Jethro Tull. Jeth- oh, is there, are they even in no. it yet? I don't Jeth- even know No, not tall. yet.
4: Because nope. Jan yeah. doesn't
0: like them. No. Yeah. But Yon stepped down, and Yon is out. So this maybe I this will Jan. change. Bye, Yon. Jan. Yon's <laughs> been At- just holding his big thumb down on what he feels is rock and roll, and
3: and the guy that's mm-hmm. in it, the president now ran MTV and VH1. So I'm thinking the '80s is gonna come in there some way, <laughs> somehow. Well, how I can think- we not have the
0: '80s involved yeah. in this whole thing? Yeah.
3: Although two rock rockers that I've talked to, they said they're that 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 was like a void in rock music. Right. Well, they're being
0: very purist I'll take Depeche Mode. I'll take Depeche. Oh heck yeah! I was glad to see the Cure got in too. I mean, that wasn't so synth. But these the thing is, they say Depeche is still out there touring, and they have adoring fans, and they still can pack them in when you can go to concerts again. They would still pack them in. Oh sure. What about Nine Inch Nails? Nine Inch Nails.
3: Now that's I, more industrial, right? But I think Trent Reznor is a genius. I mean, he's now gotten into movie scoring and he he's really pretty amazing. I didn't realize that when he first came out. I thought, oh, hes it's just a its just a shtick, you know, what he's doing or whatever. But no, he's pretty good. He's pretty talented. not yeah, I'm
0: okay with uh, Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, uh, you know, yeah. industrial rock, emerging technology. And David Bowie says this. I actually saw Nine Inch Nails with Bowie. At the Shoreline wow. Amphitheater. It was such a weird show. Like Bowie would play a song and then Nine Inch Nails would play a song and they kept switching. Did you guys happen to see that tour? It was bizarre. And my friend is a huge Bowie fan, and she couldn't handle the Nine Inch Nails part. I mean, she's like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It's really is heavy, right? So here's what Bowie says. He says, uh, Trent's music is built on the history of industrial and mechanical sound experiments. It's carefully arranged tapestry of forceful, hypnotic noise. It contains a beauty that attracts and repels in equal measure. There you go. Mm, yeah, that's a big statement, what? right? And it does a little scary. It is. a Sometimes you, you you know, you listen to it, you're going, OK, wow.
3: So we're all cool. for Nine Inch Nails. Then. Well, well, I would rather see Nine Inch Nails in there than Marilyn Manson. I just
4: I just would like to say that the fact that some of these bands may not in your mind feel like rock and roll, if, if you're thinking Like Chuck Berry and then the the natural progression from Chuck Berry to, you know, to Elvis, to the Beatles, to the Stones and then on and on and on and on. And it ends up in who knows. So it's all been influenced by rock and roll. It's just rock and roll is different in 2020 than it was in 1950.
0: Right. It does evolve. (laughs) It does evolve. I mean, you have to admit rock and roll is going to evolve uh, the throwback act is T-Rex. They're considered the beginning of glam rock. Are you guys cool? I'm sure
3: you guys oh, are cool, cool with, with T-Rex. Absolutely. Well, I, I oh, thought sure. Mark Bolin
2: was a very influential in, in the glam rock. Uh, absolutely. He
3: influenced Bowie. He influenced uh, Bono. I mean, tons of people. Yeah. yeah. So T-Rex. I mean, they,
2: they, they just did a, uh, a tribute album to Mark Bolin and uh, people like Elvis Costello. and
3: Oh, Alan and John. Garrett.
2: Elton yeah. John's Oh, well, on that There you album. go, Elton John. Yeah. Sure. Elton John. They're all on the yeah. Pop. tribute to Mark Ball.
0: Yeah. So he was he really opened the door. You know, that's what this is all about. And you can see that with Nine Inch Nails too. And you got to give Depeche, you got to give him the credit for the synth, even though maybe you're not a big synth fan.
3: I want to say I think rock and roll also can mean pioneers, paving the way yeah, sure. for the next generation.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You need, build, you need a building
3: block. You need a foundation, right? So.
0: Right. So that's going to lead us right into the Notorious B.I.G. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think?
3: I, I'm not. You know, I, I'm going to no. leave the fifth here. I don't know much about him, so I can't really.
2: I I can't that. really comment on
3: him. Well, OK, yeah. let me give you a little history. Gangster rap. During N.W.A. time and public enemy and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And now so this is the seventh hip hop artist. To be right. inducted. We had Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five, Run DMC, Beastie Boys, uh, NWA, Tupac. Uh, Public Enemy, right? Right? I and so. Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of those those acts have been inducted. Now we're at you know, Biggie Smalls here. Some say he's the greatest rapper of all time. Is there room for rap at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes, I think so. Under MDMC. the category
2: of, of groundbreaking, I, I guess he would fit them.
0: He would fit, but does it fit rock that and fits. roll, or is that the evolution? Don, you were just talking about the evolution. I mean, right now, hip-hop is just huge.
4: Who knew that it would be this big? Right. But uh, but it is, but I also think that it's a totally different genre. And, I mean, you know, you could have a rhythm and blues museum. You could have a, a hip-hop museum. You could have a rock and roll hall of fame. I don't see how it fits with rock and roll, but you know what? Rock and roll was
0: doing rap before rap.
3: Well, it's based on beats, right? You know, R- and rhythm. So maybe. Yeah,
0: I suppose. Rap sure. is rhythm and poetry. Yeah. yeah. Protesting, too, you know. A lot of that. And now it's, it's not even the music, a rock and roll lifestyle.
3: So that's <laughs> where it's Oh my gosh. (laughs)
0: See, So that's kind of like, what is it watering it down? I mean, having rap because they're, they're actually predicting next year. What, who's going to get in Jay-Z. I did read that. I did
3: read that somewhere.
0: Yeah. So I don't know, Dana Jane, you, of course, you've been a program for director forever. I mean, what do you think about the addition of all this hip hop into the rock and roll hall of fame?
2: Well, when I think of rock and roll, I think of, you know. Uh, rock rock radio formats and yeah. rock radio formats has never played Notorious B.I.G. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what Good I think point. would I play any of these bands at a party if I was having a party and my friends were over and we all love rock and roll would I play Depeche Mode? Yeah, maybe. Doobies of course I would. Nine Inch Nails, yeah I'd probably slip that in. T-Rex of course. I would not play Notorious B.I.G. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. It just wouldn't fit in that. It's a playlist. whole different party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. As far as I'm concerned, Alicia Keys says she's the greatest voice of our time. Okay, Whitney she's Houston. A great, voice, Whitney great voice. Houston. Does yeah. she deserve to be in this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees this year?
3: Well. Madonna's in there, and that's debatable, too. I was debating that when it happened.
0: I disagree with that one, too. She's not rock. Well, they said that the rock hall has not really represented women at all, uh, like they should have, and women of color, of course, not at all either. So here we have Whitney... Was she the right choice? I mean, I just don't feel. Oh, someone again says, oh, she died the rock and roll lifestyle in a stoned out of her Ah, ass in a bathtub.
5: (laughs) Uh, Well,
4: okay, so, you know, then you're going to have to argue Aretha Franklin. I mean, Aretha Franklin is is and of course she is. Yes. But the fact is, would you consider her rock and roll? No, she's probably more, you know, rhythm and blues or. Yeah. soul of course queen of soul for god's sake come on and i
0: think someone mentioned dusty springfield in fact i was just listening to a dusty springfield song and it happened to come on one of the, the shows i was listening to and she's kind of soft too and she's in
4: so i think in answer to your question yes if aretha franklin's in i'm gonna have to go ahead and say uh whitney can be in there too because like like you said she's one of the most amazing voices of all time really
0: yeah I'm is surprised. Patty LaBelle,
3: is Patty LaBelle I don't think in... Patty
0: LaBelle is in there. But see, a lot of people say hmm. there would not be a Whitney without a Shaka Khan, and Shaka and shock is still is not... not in. Still she's not in, in
3: with Rufus, but not... No, she's not in with Rufus own. either. Oh, I thought she was. Well, uh,
4: and no. how about Tina Turner? She's not in by herself. That's she's right. She's true. Tina, Tina right?
3: Tina's got to be first. How, you. Tina?
0: Thank you. how could Tina not be no. in before Whitney? I mean, I just... I'm not... I just am not feeling the Whitney. I don't know. I remember I ha- was at a bar and we had a jukebox and it was my birthday. So I packed it with all this rock and roll and somebody slipped in a Whitney in there and it was weird. It was so <laughs> <odd>. <laughs> What was because I
3: will always love
0: you? I will always love you.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, right I, on, Nikki. I don't know. I don't know. So we're <laughs> so we're on on the fence on the Whitney, even though I mean gorgeous voice. And all, but Dana, I haven't heard much from you on Whitney. Give us a, a Dana jang here.
2: <laughs> Whitney, to me, has always been an AC artist, uh, you know, adult contemporary. And, and most of her songs, her most popular songs, are like down balance, basically. Ballads. So I just don't put her in the category of being rock and roll.
0: You know, even when rock and roll artists started doing the lots of ballads, we even kind of, I was like, "Bam, the ballad, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. Power, power ballads.
0: Power ballads, yeah. So I think it's, I don't know. I don't think Whitney was the best choice.
1: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
0: Coming up, we'll take a look at this year's inductees and is there room for rap in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Talking with three Bay Area rock and roll DJs about the 2020 inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We all agree that one of the coolest parts of the festivities is the all-star jam at the end of the program. That's not gonna happen this year due to COVID-19 and the pandemic. But let's take a flashback to one of my favorite performances. This was in 2004 with Tom Petty, Jeff Lynn, Steve Winwood, Danny Harrison, Mark Mann, and Prince. It is a tribute to George Harrison. Tom Petty said later that Prince barely practiced his solo, which is just wild to think about. Here's While My Guitar Gently Weeps from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004.
1: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
0: Oh, just mind-blowing. That may be the most popular all-star jam ever with over 69 million views. Today, talking with Bay Area rock DJs Dana Jang, Nikki Ross, and Grateful Don Potter about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony coming up this Saturday. There are many worthy artists in this year's class. And as always, there are artists who made the nominee list but did not get the nod. Jethro Tull comes to mind. They have been snubbed for years. They weren't on this year's list, but they have had their own controversies over the years, too. Remember when they won Best Heavy Metal Artist? Oh, yes. Right. At the Grammys? At the Grammys. That made no sense either. Come
3: on. (laughs) Let's talk about Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar snubbed again, again. (laughs) So I have a little inside info on Pat because my my cousin plays in her band and he's been with her for like almost 20 years. And I was talking to him about it this Christmas when the induct, when the nominees names came out, like, oh my God, Pat. And he goes, yeah, right. She's not going to get in. I go, why? He says, Yan hates her. They have a riff that goes back years and it has to do with her sticking up for feminism and saying, there needs to be more women in the rock hall. And plus he's not, he was never too fond of, I guess, 80s stuff. I I think
2: Steve Miller made a big point of it.
3: Yes, he did. He did. And so that's, so he figured that she wouldn't get in and Pat kind of knew it too. So she's Uh, not
0: really disappointed, but she, Probably is a little bit. she deserves to be. Well, like the Go-Go's haven't been in either. And this is what an insider says. It's about the task of these older guys. They decide, you know, Yon, you know, from Rolling Stone decides. And now he's stepping down. I get Dave Grohl stepping in. So hopefully we'll see a more refreshed attitude.
2: Yeah, well, Joan Jett's in, but the Runaways aren't. That's
0: weird. Is Lita Ford? Lita Ford? What about her? I don't don't think Lita. No, Lita's not in. There's not that many women in. But Joan... I don't. I have to go with Joan. I mean, she pushed forward, and man, she's a badass. Joan Jet, come on now. And
2: yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie in? Is, uh, Kate Bush. And, in. Uh, Meg Myers had a big hit with "Running Up the Hill," and Kate Bush is a very influential.
3: Sure. Artist.
4: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yes. And beautiful. Cool.
3: Well, didn't it take them like forever before they even let Peter Gabriel in?
0: I know Dawn is going to have to split a little early. I found this very interesting. Tell me what you think of this. I thought it was weird. And Don and I are both deadheads. We love the Grateful Dead. The Dead got inducted in 1994 to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And this is kind of weird to me. And Led Zeppelin got inducted in 1995. Wow! How did, wow. does that seem backward? Weird.
3: Because that Jan does. started yeah. Rolling Stone in San Francisco, I think, and the Dead were big San Francisco icons. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. It's all politics, Marla. It
0: really oh, it is, is all politics. Because I have I love the Dead, but oh. I would have to say Led Zeppelin. Come on, should have been in there right away. Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah. But, 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 but the Grateful Dead's first album came out in in '67,
0: uh, I believe. Ah, okay. The uh, Led Zeppelin's didn't thing. come out
4: until this like '69, '70. Ah,
0: okay. But don't tell the Jerry story because Jerry didn't show up to the ceremony. <laughs>
4: well. <laughs> You know, uh, he wasn't much for these kind of things. He hated that. He was more enthusiastic about the Bammies. He did show up for that, although he still still ticked off at one of the managers for making him do that. But anyway, as far as uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is concerned, he didn't show up. The rest of the band members did, including Bruce Hornsby and uh, all the uh, living keyboardists uh, made it. But uh, Jerry... Yeah, it was the cardboard, Jerry, cutout a cardboard cutout of Jerry. In a cardboard cutout. Yes. I think he should be in as a solo artist, too, for that matter. Jerry Garcia band. So, But that's my feelings.
0: Maybe that's a fan favorite. Yeah, he actually said, I think this is stupid. I'm not there. Yeah. I just think this is just dumb to even have a hall of fame for rock and roll. And so he was like, ah, eh, nah." All right. So fan favorite, maybe we can do a campaign for Jerry Garcia, because usually Rush, that's how Rush got in. And Neil Peart says, we've been saying for a long time, for years, that this wasn't a big deal. But it turns out it was they were really happy that <laughs> they got it. Sure. They got inducted. Right. Absolutely. Last year's fan favorite was the Dave Matthews band. That was the first time that they were uh, up for it. And the fan and they had the fans behind it. They had uh, the the fans get a vote, too. And apparently didn't help because Dave Matthews band did not get in. Any thoughts on Dave Matthews band, guys? I I
2: think the Dave Matthews band should be in.
0: Yeah, they're pretty good. Absolutely. Pretty good. You know, I'm I'm not a big fan like I'm a big fan. They've been touring for all these years, nonstop, and they're they have huge fan base, a huge fan base. I just saying they're a
4: cult favorite, maybe not as big as you know. Same thing with the Grateful Dead. I think there's a niche, uh, maybe not necessarily mainstream like even uh, Doobie Brothers, you know, or whatever.
0: Yeah, maybe not so mainstream. My son, who's in high school, is like, I hate to tell you, like nobody cares about Dave Matthews Band (laughs) in my school. <laughs> oh, mom. That was a crush. <laughs> You're so yesterday. Was,
4: I know. So and
5: embarrassing. so, where
4: is he living now? <laughs> guys, he loves the I gotta Beatles. go. I gotta my go. Dog. Thank oh, you for my input. Peace,
0: Bye, love. Peace Bye. In love, Good to see you
4: guys. Take Thank care. Go, Thanks,
0: Marla. Bye. Talk to you soon. craft work was on the list. Again, they came up. That's why the whole Cynthia thing, that whole Cynthia discussion. And Rufus Chaka Khan, again got snubbed um you know, the other thing about the rock hall they don't go for any kind of heavy metal judas priest got snubbed this year that's
3: crazy that's they're not in they haven't been they are, very
0: they generous are as rock and roll as rock can get yeah you know? yep what do you think about the DC's in why can't judas priest i know be in? no judas priest what do you think dana about the snubbing of the uh of those guys
2: well i i, I think Definitely uh, progressive rock and uh, uh, heavy metal have been kind of put the, off to the side. I mean, is is Iron Maiden in?
0: No. No, uh, they are
3: not. No, is Black Sabbath in? Is Black Sabbath I, in? Yes, Black Sabbath
0: is in. Oh, they are. Okay. But it took a while. Yeah, so and guess who else it, is it, not it, in? Motorhead. Motorhead. Is Motorhead. Ozzy in? Ozzy's in. Yes, Ozzy's in. That and Slayer,
3: you're right, Dane. I don't think Slayer. No, in Slayer's even. not in. No, no, no way. What about Motorhead? Let me. Yeah, that have been nice? Would, they were pretty influential to a lot of people.
2: There's no uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer or Procol Harum. You know, uh, no. There's no.
3: No. What there's no Lane, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. No. Yeah. There's only Carl Palmer left for crying out loud. If they inducted him, he'd be the only guy that would go up there. You
0: know, that's so weird about this year. I mean, the people that are going to be, you know, in that are going to be in the rock hall. I mean, I was had to look it up. Nobody in T-Rex is still alive. Really? One of the guys choked while he was having a cocktail and he choked on a maraschino cherry.
3: Oh, my God. It's like a mom's cat story.
0: (laughs) That's a real rock and roll death right there. Everybody's gone. Mark Boland died in that, you know, in that accident, car accident. He wasn't even 30 yet. So T Rex, there's no one to represent. Notorious B.I.G. got shot in L.A. at 24. He's gone. Whitney's gone. So, I mean, there's not a lot. You gotta be dead to get inducted.
3: Is that the deal? (laughs) You have to be dead.
2: (laughs) You gotta be dead. Wait, wait a minute. Warren Zevon's not in. Warren
0: Zevon's not not
3: in. And he should be.
0: He should be. How about Joe
2: Cocker? I don't know.
0: I don't know about Joe. Okay, what about this? Has been these guys have been on the ballot a lot. MC Five. A lot of people feel like they've been. Check out the jams. Yep. Oh my gosh,
3: yes, and they were totally influential with Iggy Pop and the Stooges. The
0: Detroit, yeah, Detroit Sound. They are not in, and they came. These are the names that came up on the ballot that did not get in this year. I don't know how you guys feel about this. Todd Rundgren not in. He was on the ballot.
3: That's that's a no. Is that a sin for sure? Yes,
0: yes. Todd Rundgren. What about Thin Lizzy? This has been a moment oh, of contention. Yes. Oh God, mm-hmm. yes. What do you think of Thin Lizzy, Dane? I know as a radio programmer, they were always they're a staple of rock and roll.
2: Well, I almost thought they were just kind of like a, a two-hit wonder. I mean, oh. I, I just Whoa. So you agree yeah. with this then?
3: Is like, yeah, I'm glad they're in not the in. in so you think they need to have more of a body of work than just a couple of songs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the last snub for this year, Soundgarden now that's no i think they should be it that's wrong yes they should totally chris cornell is one of the great voices rock voices of all time
0: see so it's very arbitrary the way these these kind of things are chosen
1: festival nation celebrating the magical world of music festivals
0: tugging with bay area rock and roll djs dana jang nikki ross and grateful don potter Now let's hear another highlight from the all-star jam sessions at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. This is from 1988. I saw her standing there with George Harrison on guitar, Billy Joel singing and on piano, and also at Bruce Springsteen, Mick Jagger, Bob Dylan, Ronnie Wood, Les Paul, Jeff Beck, Ringo Starr, Diana Ross, and Neil Young. Take it away. Was she was just
1: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
0: Absolute mayhem, I love it. This performance was a highlight, of course, with all the great names and just the amazing spontaneity. But the all-star jams aren't always perfect, and they could go either way, and sometimes it's somewhere in between. And we won't see an all-star jam this year, but I'd love to see the doobies, and Nine Inch Nails, and Depeche Mode play together. What does
3: 2019 inductee
0: Stevie Nicks think about this year's celebration minus the All-Star Jam?
3: I was reading some interview with her and she was saying that was such a highlight because she is one of the only, I think she is the only woman that's inducted twice. She's inducted with Fleetwood Mac and Solo. And she said, this is just crazy wrong. They should just keep postponing it till we can all be together there and jam and do it. She just thinks it's wrong how they're doing it with the Zoom thing.
0: I feel a little bad for the, yeah, the people inducted. They're going to get slighted a bit. It's going to be, it's more going to be, a yeah, a Zoom, sort of a documentary style. Yeah. And the highlight for me is the rock and roll jam. The live, and to see what comes out of it. Maybe it's not great, but that's what's fun about it. To see how, don't you love, I mean, as as rock and roll DJs, for me, and that's why I do this podcast, is because I love live music so much. Don't you just love seeing the spontaneity of a live jam? Dana, what do you think?
4: Well,
2: it's, it's great to uh, see. Like, I, I've seen the Doobie Brothers perform on Facebook Live, and you know they're all in different locations, and it's just fantastic watching all these guys play in their living room, basically.
0: Oh, so you like That's nice. you like the Zoom? You don't mind that they're not together? You think? The well, Zoom the thing,
2: thing I like about it is because they are so together as far as playing their parts, and they all seem to be enjoying it. You know, they 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 all really enjoy playing their instruments to an audience. And I really get off on that connection that they have.
1: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
0: Well, thank you so much to Bay Area rock and roll DJs Dana Jang, Nikki Ross, and grateful Don Potter, who I'm proud to say I have worked with and rocked with over the years. Coming up next, we'll hear from Joe Quazala, podcast host of Who Cares About the Rock Hall. You'll hear why Joe is embracing and even praising this year's nominees. And you'll hear his favorite rock and roll hall flashback. More after this.
1: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
0: Hey, I'm Marla Davies. Today on Festival Nation, we're paying tribute to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and this year's nominees. And because we love it live, we're here also featuring some flashbacks of memorable all-star jams over the last 34 years. Please welcome Joe Quizala, podcast host of Who Cares About the Rock Hall? Joe, this is a busy time of year for you.
6: Usually, this is not, but because the induction is coming, <laughs> it's also just so funny. Given that the induction ceremony is happening days after one of the biggest uh, elections of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah, good <laughs> timing.
6: Yeah, it really, it really feels like one a bizarre choice on the on the part of the Rock Hall, but also like, I mean, my show is called Who Cares About the Rock Hall, and that's you know as relevant as ever because truly, who cares?
0: <laughs> Who cares? Well, especially the the format they're going to do. How are you a fan of this? Because I was just mentioning how much I love the All-Star Jam.
6: Yeah, that's really one of the things that makes the Rock Hall unique is you can get scenarios where, you know, Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn are playing with Prince, right? One of the great live uh, performances of all time happened, and that's the 2004 Rock Hall ceremony, the George Harrison tribute.
0: Absolutely. Uh, That's just so wonderful. That brings tears to my eyes. Uh. It
6: should. If you don't cry, you're a robot. And (laughs) I just feel like that's really, for me, one of the things that draws me into the rock hall is that things like that can happen at these induction ceremonies that really aren't going to happen anywhere else. Right. So, yeah, you miss that weird combination of acts. Uh, being together in the same room and potentially playing with each other it doesn't always work out but yeah i mean we're not gonna ever gonna know we're Uh, not
0: gonna hear the doobie brothers playing with Depeche Mode and 9-inch Nails.
6: <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, who knows? I mean, like 9-inch Nails and Depeche Mode makes a little a little more sense that maybe they could do something together cuz yeah. I, I have to imagine Trent Reznor was influenced by them on some level. But yeah, who knows? Like that kind of stuff it has happened before and it, it could have happened, but we are going to be deprived of that this year.
0: We are because it's going to be I think it's going to be a little stale, but I mean, I'm still going to watch it.
6: Yeah. You know, I have not seen it, but it is in the can, as they say, because it's completely pre-filmed. It will not be a live uh, event. And it, from all accounts, from the people I've talked to who have seen it or have been involved in making it, it is just like a, a rock doc. Like it's it kind of functions like a documentary. And people do accept the award, you know, at via home,
0: or if yeah, unless they're yeah, dead. Because there's yeah, a lot of right. dead people in this.
6: There story. are. It's pretty much half half the inductees are its posthumous inductin, inductions, but yeah, it's you know there's no performance element from what we understand, unless that's going to be a surprise. But by all accounts, it's just going to be, you know, and I, I they do a good job. The Rock Hall does do a good job with making these like packages, these like little documentary things, which usually are like maybe three minutes that they do right before the induction starts for each act. Uh, And I guess they're just, you know, supersizing it because that's what that's kind of the only thing they can do, given the situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get we're all working with the pandemic and what we have. I mean, Festival Nation, because uh, we celebrate the magical world of music festivals and live music. Yeah. And so that's why I love the rock hall, because, you know, some spontaneous stuff has happened. And I'm going to ask you a little bit later beside the prince and the, you know, while my guitar gently weeps. If you have another performance, you could think about this, that you just, that was a highlight for you over the years. But let's, let's talk a little bit about the inductees first. I talked to my DJ buddies about this and we went through the list. Of course, we're rock and roll DJs. So the Doobie Brothers seems like a no brainer. Uh, you know, I think they were yeah. well-deserved.
6: Yeah, I I think so, too. Um, They kind of fill the classic rock staple uh, slot that there's at least one or two of those each year. And I think they're a fine group to to be inducted into fill that slot, especially because one of the things that I think puts them over the edge is they had two faces to their career you know, they have the Tom Johnson era and then the Michael McDonald era. And, you know, to have that kind of longevity and to evolve as a band like that, not a lot of those groups from that era can say that they did that.
0: Yeah. So that gives them definite kudos. And then you get the, the, you know, the old influencer, you got T-Rex in there.
6: Yeah. And that's like, to, to me, that's surprising that they were not even nominated at any point before this year. It seems like the type of band that the hall would go for. And I'm not surprised that they got in immediately as soon as they were on the ballot. But the fact that they you know, because they could have been inducted in the 90s, you know, because back when T-Rex was Tyrannosaurus Rex, they were putting out albums in the 60s. I think part of what kind of slowed down that process was that the Rock Hall is not they don't say this, but they're a very American institution. Okay. And T Rex's uh, T Rex's influence was mostly in the UK. You know, there if you know your you you know your stuff uh, in America, you know T Rex. But that's really where they are like superstars, like almost as big as Bowie.
1: As the
0: Beatles, I heard. You know,
6: yeah, there, yeah, there was a time they were that and- big from like there's those two albums electric warrior and the slider where they were just, they were on top of the world in, or at least on top of the UK.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, Cause I did notice that I was like, well, there are an English band. That is a good point, you know? Uh, and then let's see. Also what we have in list. Of course we got the mode. What are you feeling good about yeah. that? Cause it's like this, we were talking about the synth thing, yeah. you know, adding that. I love it. You love I it. love it.
6: I think it's great. I think, you know, the hall needs to be open to, and they have been in the past, but they need to continue, especially as we get into the '90s with eligible acts. We need to be open to artists that aren't traditionally, you know, just guitars and like the four-piece, you know, blues-based kind of acts. And I think it took a long time for these kind of post-punk British acts to get through. And The Cure kind of knocked down the door last year. Yeah. So Depeche, Depeche Mode made a lot of sense to be the next one. And then hopefully next year, or at least in the next few years, we'll get like the Smiths and we'll get joy division, new order. Um, I'm that's, that would be my prediction for where that, where that's, genre that little strain going. is
0: going to go. Depeche is just packs them in still, you know, Oh my still God. A band. So,
6: yeah. And you know, there was an article a few years ago about how it was like, Hey, isn't this weird? You know, who's selling more tickets than Bruno Mars, Justin Bieber, is Depeche Mode. They're like one of the all-time, like worldwide biggest acts. but And still, you know, and mm-hmm. they were in the late 80s and early 90s. I know they made, there were some, they had a concert at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, which is, you know, historically huge yeah. venue that like only the Rolling Stones can fill. And, and this alternative band, you know, they were labeled alternative, but it's like, like what alternative? What's the alter? How are they an alternative if they are filling out one of the biggest venues in the country?
0: Yeah. I mean, that whole term alternative just it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, the alternative to what and to who. Yeah. And then they right. Become, like Nirvana, <laughs> I've heard already is classic
6: rock. <laughs> Some point. stations. Yeah. <laughs> depending on depending on how you view the format of classic rock, it's funny. Like, do you view it as something that is defined and immovable or do you is it more fluid and does it change? Exactly.
0: What is the Joe definition of rock and roll?
6: Well, I mean, my definition of rock and roll, I think probably just because I spend so much time talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it probably is in line with what they think, which is that it's the music of the youth. You know, it is a what is the music that makes your parents mad? I think that is the to me, the definitive definition of rock and roll. Like it's it's as much an attitude as it is a sound, you know, and I think also what's important is, can you trace it back to the foundation of rock and roll? Like I know we're, I don't know if you want to transition into this immediately, but Whitney Houston is getting inducted sure. into the rock hall. Let's talk about year. Whitney. And you know, some people might say she is 100% pop, she is not rock and roll. But what I would argue is that she is a very obvious descendant of Aretha Franklin. And I don't think anyone would say that Aretha is not rock and roll. I, I would say she was a pioneer. Of the of the genre and of the idea of rock and roll, and I, so I think when you look back at those, whether you're going back to the blues artists or you're going back to, you know, Little Richard or Chuck Berry or Aretha, you then have to consider the branches that that come out from that tree.
0: So you're big on uh, Whitney. Whitney was one of those for me, like ah. Maybe she should be in the Music Hall of Fame, you know, not the rock. I mean, that's a tough one. I ha- haven't really embraced yet. It's
6: a hard it's, I get that it's a hard sell, but I do think I think it fits both of my kind of definitions. Like she is a she is a definite descendant of, you know, Aretha and Etta and James. And her
0: aunt, Dionne Warwick.
6: Yeah, for sure. And her mother, Sissy Houston, who, yep. you know, was a background singer and then had somewhat of a career herself. But yeah, I and also I do think like if you're talking about the music that the kids were listening to in the in the 80s and 90s, even though she is a, a very sanitized figure, at least what the, her musical output, maybe not her personal life, but uh, yeah, she lives a what, rock
0: and roll lifestyle. She 100% no
6: lived a rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, but she uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was the music. It's like she's kind of undeniable. You know, she has a gospel
0: roots and I give her I mean, that's where I really feel her. You know, she sang in the church and, you know, she absolutely came up like that,
6: like a a lot of great R&B singers that having that gospel background uh, is crucial to their identity.
0: And maybe I was reading an article you wrote because it's it's (laughs) coming to mind, but something like she made the national anthem you know, uh, a, like hit. a hit, yeah. Okay, Was Twice. that? Yeah. Was
6: that a hit? I don't know. I, I, but I, but definitely, I. I that's something I think about a lot because yeah. she, she performed the national anthem uh, at the Super Bowl, and then it charted, and then after nine eleven, it charted again. Wow! So on two non consecutive occasions, she she took the national anthem onto the Billboard charts.
0: Well, that's pretty – it's outstanding. When I was talking to my DJ friends, they they said okay on the Whitney, but they were not crazy about the Notorious B.I.G.
6: Oh, see, I think the Notorious B.I.G. has a better case as a rock and roll artist because it's like – it's defiant. It is – that's definitely something that would make your parents mad. Oh, yeah, that's it, true. It is socially conscious. It has It has, to me, the elements – of uh, of music that matters and i also think there's a, there's just a lot of innovation and i do think hip-hop is something you can trace back to the blues i okay. think there is there is a connection there of of black music that is making us a, a statement and you know I think I just, and Biggie got inducted first year eligible. And I think that's great. I think he, and also there is, a, when we talk about the rock hall, you know, there, this, he's the seventh hip hop inductee Yeah. at this point, like the ship has kind of sailed. Like you can't, oh, yeah. once you have seven hip hop inductees making the argument of like, no more doesn't really make any sense. So I think the, the right approach is to, to embrace it and be like, hell yeah, that's, that's what's up. Hip hop, is not going away and, not going it's away not going away and it is the rock and roll attitude for sure and it is this the spirit of rock and roll is alive and well in hip-hop
0: there you go We're a hip-hop fan obviously well you know hip-hop is everywhere it's so it's actually more popular than rock is rock dead
6: is rock yeah i mean this is a question that comes up all the time though i feel like throughout throughout history people think rock is dead and then it comes back uh, what, what we see, though, I feel like is the splintering of the genres and niche culture, right, where we have access to so many different things that we don't really have a monoculture anymore, right? You don't have to listen to the radio to hear new music and to find out what you like, you can go online and you can pull from anything from history. You can pull from anybody who's putting out music on SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever. So things have definitely gotten very uh, specific and seemingly separate. But I think also at the same time, because access is so great to so many things, I think things can, you can have a wide variety of things that you like. And I do think there are acts that are still coming out. I might not be into them, but I they do feel like they are the uh descendants or the the version of rock we have now, which is like For Imagine, instance,
0: Dra- Imagine I was gonna Dragons. say,
6: Imagine Dragons well, are a huge act and they get songs played on the radio all the time. Definitively a rock band.
0: I saw Imagine Dragons, and they even said we're gonna play a song that our dads turned us on to, and they played Tom Sawyer.
6: Hey, there you go. It was
0: great. It was great. So,
6: and, and, I, and there's also kind of what feel like hybrid bands that are from like the 21 Pilots side of things that feel like a mixture of a lot of different stuff and, and Bastille. And yep. like there are, there are these, these groups that I do think, you know, when we talk about is Rock Dead, I think sometimes we forget about those groups who are extremely successful and have, you know, the debuted within the past decade or so.
0: I agree. I mean, absolutely. And I um, I did a present for my girlfriend from when the, the year she was born. And I picked a really great rock song all the way to this year. All the way. Every, every single year. year? The weirdest thing is Queen hit the charts again in 2019 because of Bohemian. Oh, 2018 was it, I think. Bohemian Rhapsody. You know it was 2019. Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. pushed Queen back onto the charts.
6: And it's funny because if you might remember, Wayne's World in the 90s. Yes, got Bohemian Rhapsody on the charts. So the yeah, cinema has really done a lot for the longevity of, of Queen's career.
0: Absolutely, and it was also weird how many times the Rolling Stones popped up. Almost they because they had a hit yeah. song this year. I used their song that that Life in a Ghost Town. Have you heard it? Because I have heard creepy. Life in a Ghost Town. Yeah. yeah, so I put that on there. So it's weird how the Stones that they have amazing longevity.
6: Yeah, and I think was was Life in a Ghost Town an outtake from. Uh, like tattoo you or something
0: oh is it from there okay i don't remember i
6: take i I don't really remember so don't you know don't quote me on this but (laughs) i I thought every once in a while some stuff like that happens where you're like what is this new bruce springsteen song And you're like oh it's a never before never before river or whatever that you know is suddenly being released And you're like that's why it sounds so good because it's not he didn't didn't, it wasn't
0: really new and never know. Yeah. We have a very refreshing view. The only band I think we did not talk about and talk about a little bit scary, Nine Inch Nails.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, Nine Inch Nails, that's another uh, group that, or that's another artist that I feel like combines a lot of genres. And, you know, he, he has songs where you could argue that he's rapping, but like there is, I, I just think what an innovative artist. And to me, Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor, kind of represent what i think is a perfect hallworthy inductee which is an artist who never compromised on their artistic vision and had a very clear idea of what they wanted to do and made challenging artistic music and yet still became wildly popular mm-hmm. did not have did not have to compromise anything didn't have to shift or pivot just were committed and focused to doing what they wanted to do. And then because it was good, it became successful. And I, and that's rare to see. And I, I think it's really great. Uh, and I feel bad. He doesn't get to perform in Cleveland because he, you know, famously came up in the Cleveland scene and he has a connection to that city and that scene. And I, I think it would have been very meaningful for him to be inducted, live in that city, which is that we're missing out on that. I'm but
0: maybe they'll bring them back, I don't know, maybe next year. But I think everyone agrees nine inch nails deserves it just just like crazy. I mean, I mean I you hear closer even now it gives it haunts you. And you know, and I used to play it on the radio and the even the radio edit does not take out the fuck in there i mean
6: you know you know what's being said (laughs) it's really not
0: that edited but you know they're kind of scary and i i think for me rock and roll should be like you're saying it should be a little scary like your parents shouldn't like it it should scare you a little like i remember led zeppelin scared me pink floyd gives me the creeps sometimes you know and well i'm a deadhead and the dead i can't tell you how many times i've been scared out of my wits at a show you know they go into a weird dark place
6: Yeah, it's it's really, it's really, I mean, that's the special thing about music and live music is when it can elicit an emotional reaction, whether it's fear or sadness or elation yep. or whatever, whatever it is. That's, you know, something that you it's hard to hard to do with anything else because you really feel music in your gut.
0: You do. Wow. Well, yeah. And if it's loud enough, you your bones shake and your yeah. heart rhythms going and you can do your hair and your arm stands up.
6: Yeah, it can have a, it can create a physical reaction in the human body.
0: Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. Well, it'll be interesting to see the Rock Hall this year. Always excited. Now, I wonder if you have a favorite, if there's one performance because we love to highlight the live here. Is there one yeah. that comes to mind that from the Rock Hall over the years? The one that sticks out as in the All Star Jam section?
6: Yeah, I mean, I am. I am partial to the performances that I have been able to see while I'm at the ceremony. I've only been to two. I've been to 2017 and 2019. Uh, those are in 2019, the cure stole the show. And then 2017 I'd have to, you know, weirdly, I think I might give it to yes, who reunited. And I have like a personal connection to yes, just cause like that was music that my mom introduced me to when I was like a teenager and so that, that really affected me. But if we're talking and you, you want to know specifically about the if you jam, can
0: think of one, I mean, I
6: can think of the jam. I mean, like there's some, if you can, if you are interested in the jams, uh, going on YouTube and watching the early ones is fascinating because they did not plan it and they did not, they were not producing it for TV. It was, they would do these events, they recorded them for posterity, and they have put the video up online, but they would record them, and it was at the Waldorf Astoria, it was a closed event, and I think they were maybe afraid to ask some of these legends in these first few years, like, can we get a performance out of you or whatever, so they would just have Paul Schaefer and his backing band up there, They're a great cover band. They can kind of do whatever. And then they'd have some extra instruments. And it'd be like, if you want to get up here and jam with us. No
0: pressure. No
6: pressure. And there are some years where there are literally 50 people on stage. And it is a sight to see because it is a glorious mess. Like no one... (laughs) No one can really like keep time with each other. And like Paul Schaefer's running around with like a guitar strapped to him, trying to like literally conduct like it's an orchestra and keep everybody on time and scream. Like,
0: it's chaos. It's, it's in G we're doing
6: it in G <laughs> and you know, but then you have it, it can, the people that you can spot at these ceremonies is really crazy. Cause you'll be like, okay, there's Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis. There's all of the Isley brothers. And then over there is Stevie Ray Vaughn. And then in the back is, is that Debbie Gibson? Like, what is going <laughs> yes! on? There's Jeff Beck. And there's and there's Michael Bolton and Bonnie Raitt. And like you, you just cause they would, you know, have some of the newer people, and this is the 80s, you know, some of the newer people like mixing in with the the old crew and it's like tina turner and like diana ross it was just it's those are fun if mm-hmm. not just because it's a car crash
0: yeah and magical That be, because good things come out of that kind of collaboration right
6: they, they, can. Oh, um, they can they can't they
0: can't it can be they, a total train wreck
6: <laughs> you you yeah you get you get flashes of of brilliance uh here and there but it is hard when you have like 50 guitars playing at the same time yeah.
0: what's well, unrehearsed
6: Yeah. Fully unrehearsed. Like some of the greatest musicians, but also, yeah. And some people, you see people just like, you know, one of the four seasons just like kind of clapping his hands just on stage with nothing to do. a
0: tambourine maybe. Yeah. Hurry, hand him a chicken shake. Give him a little percussion (laughs) instrument. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Well, I'm going to definitely feature one of those. And I love your podcast on our Pantheon Podcast Network. You want to throw yourself a plug?
6: go pantheon yeah so my show's called who cares about the rock hall uh you you really care but yeah and the thing is i i do care um and my co-host Kristen does not and that's kind of the dynamic of the show we cover everything rock hall um we've got some fun recent episodes where we revisit some of the this year's inductees and we preview the ceremony and all sorts of stuff and we're excited to uh we're going to go back to business as usual uh, after this has been a long season for us because this ceremony kept getting pushed back and yeah. back, and usually we reset things once the ceremony happens, but it got pushed back six months, so we've been, you know, trying to find ways to to do this. But yeah, at Rock Call Pod is where you can find us on social media and all that, and uh, yeah. Give us a listen and thank you for having me.
0: Hey, it's fun to to be on each other's shows because we're both on the same network. So maybe someday I'll be on your show. It's fun. Yeah. I love fanfare. the Rock Hall. I've been to the Rock Hall and I was teary eyed, man. I was I'm from Pittsburgh.
6: So. Oh, dist- me too. Oh, no way. Yeah. How you doing? The- <laughs> and all that. No Not way. Yeah. I grew, I grew up in I grew up in the North Hills. North Hills. Of nice Pittsburgh.
0: West Mifflin.
6: Oh, OK. Yeah.
0: Kennywood Park.
6: That's yes. Yes. That's, I, I've been to Kennywood many times. I
0: worked there one summer. Oh, that was a nightmare. How <laughs> funny. Well, that is, just, I did not know you were from Pittsburgh. So that, that, there is the, the Polish, are... the South Side. I mean, See, there dude, you go. Pierogies. Oh, the pierogies. The Pierogie pierogi race. <laughs> oh, the pierogies in the South Side are so good. We had them delivered to California because we had to. And they were, Yeah, I can't even. I still dream of them oh oh that's really cool well so great yeah so we drove over to the rock hall and I want to take my son that hopefully next summer we'll get back again because Mm -hmm. I was teary-eyed I was like I'm like this is my Louvre. Yeah. Oh God! And it was just beautiful. They John Lennon's glasses were on display. The the bloody glasses. Got, it was. Yeah they wow. they've got
6: they've got so much stuff that's really really exciting. And oh, I think yeah. what people maybe don't understand is they have stuff from everybody. It doesn't have to just be people who are inducted in the, into the hall itself. You know they've got stuff from you know Billy Eilish to, yep. you know, Chuck Berry and the, everything in between. Just you know, the stage and
0: costumes and just some of the props and just to see it. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah,
6: lyrics on a note on a piece of notebook sure. paper. It's, yeah, it's, it's all very, it very cool. It is very cool. And they also have cool, uh, like, installations and, like, videos that you can watch and, like, movies playing and, and you know, I don't know how the touchscreen stuff is going with the pandemic, mm-hmm. but uh, all sorts of different things that you can interact with that I think is very cool as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And then you spent, go get a beer on the flat. And Cleveland, and oh, it's a day jump in the river, jump no. in Lake no. <laughs> <laughs>
6: jumping Lake Erie. No, you want the Cuyahoga?
0: Have you ever? No. I never swam in the, in the river. No,
6: no, of course not. That's not a smart idea.
0: Well, Joe Quazala, who cares about the rock hall, thank you so much for being with us.
6: Absolutely me. happy to do it. Festival
1: Nation celebrating the magical world of music festivals
0: let's hear one of joe's all-star jam picks from 1986 it's chuck berry it's john fogarty it's phil everly it's billy joel and jerry lee lewis and keith richards and neil young and steve winwood too it's rollover beethoven from 1986 on the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony
5: and if you jump in record, I want my job to play. Roll over Beethoven, I got it again today. Oh, my son was here to rise now, I'm just supposed to i got the record. you wanna see real and raw As long as she's got a dime, the music won't ever stop. Over the rainbow, over oh, no, the rainbow, over oh, the rainbow, over oh, the Beethoven. Oh, over the rainbow, the dreams of little children Hey,
1: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
0: You know, listening to that, you feel like I am not worthy. And that is rock and roll. Thanks to Joe Quazala, podcast host of Who Cares About the Rock Hall? Since festivals became virtual in 2020, Festival Nation has been going retro and celebrating the magical world of music festivals by digging up those fond memories of festivals past. Today, we flashback with vintage all-star jam performances from past Rock and Roll Hall of Fame celebrations. But please, share your festival flashbacks with me and your favorite festival memories. Please reach out. Shoot me an email, Podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on social, on Facebook and Instagram at Festival Nation and on Twitter at Nation Festival. And check out all of our podcasts at the Pantheon Podcast Network. At Pantheon Pods, you can check out Joe's podcast, Who Cares About the Rock call? also on Pantheon Podcast. Coming up on Festival Nation, we'll talk to Dead & Company's O'Teal Burbridge, Jerry Garcia Bands, Melvin Seals, and founder of Skull & Roses, Chris Mitrovich. To hear music featured on this podcast, please click on the link in the show notes. And all of those jams from the Rock & Roll Hall of Fame also on the show notes. Any music used in this Festival Nation podcast is owned by the artists and is used for educational and illustration purposes only. Keep music alive and support your favorite artists by buying their music, whether you download it, get it on Amazon, or even go to your favorite record store. Thanks for checking out, liking, sharing, and following Festival Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network and wherever you listen to your podcasts talk to you next time we will get by we will survive peace
1: peace love and music thanks for being part of the tribe from marla davies and everyone here at festival nation until next time tune in turn on